Peace. This is Masterminds with Brother Shemel. I'm your host, Brother Shemel, and this is Spotify Live. The room is Metaphysics and More. And in just one short uh, moment, I'm going to bring my co-host, Leos Bay, and we're going to have this build. I see you in. I see you in. Yeah, I was playing. I was bumping your your music just before you got in. So, yeah, bro. So, um, what you? How you want? How you want to start it off? It don't matter. It's up to you. Okay. Okay. So, um, since we got a couple of people on, we just gonna um kind of just give an introduction on this because this is the first go round. Um, this is Metaphysics and More through the podcast, Masterminds of Brother Shemel. I'm Brother Shemel. I got my co-host, Laos Bay, with me. And this is just 
something for us to have, you know, conversations and what I used to call back in the day build sessions where we touch on topics pertaining to metaphysics, pertaining to more science. And um, we open it up. You know, it's just a conversational piece. You know what I'm saying? Nothing like a lecture or anything of that nature just to kind of uh, elevate our minds, you know what I'm saying, trying to take it to the next level and not be so mundane. So we'll go into a host of topics. Um, let me see here. And, of course, just letting you all know this is, of course, being recorded. We're going to have um, rebarcast on my podcast, Masterminds of Brother Shemel, so you can check it out uh, when I post it up. But um, I know basically um, – Brother Leos, me and you have had conversations before. I know we spoke about um, a number of topics that we want to get into. And um, what I want to do is kind of touch on those. Um, Out of the topics that I I ran to you, as far as on the keys from our lessons, did you want to touch on those first? Um, We can touch on those first. Or we can kind of just, you know, just have answer any questions that might be on your mind. As long as I got you. Um, yeah, the, the keys that you gave me um, a few days ago, I went and, I, you know, I looked over them, I wrote them down. And I, I believe that's a pretty good start because some people, you know, they, they wonder what more science is or what it's about, you know, or what the purpose of it is. And. Correct me if I say anything wrong. Um, believe it was key fifteen and sixteen, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so I believe key fifteen is for um, for what purpose was the Morris Science Temple of America founded? Is that correct? Yes. Okay, and I believe the answer given is for the uplifting of um, fallen humanity. And then key sixteen is. <clears throat> I believe, how did the prophet begin to uplift the Moorish Americans? Yes. Okay, and I believe the answer is by teaching them to be themselves. So um, something <clears throat> so something that comes to mind for me is when I meet other people and I see that, you know, they have a, I guess I would call it like a, a spark of light in themselves, or I could see, you know, something godly in them. I try to share what I learn, you know, to a degree that they can understand it without putting out too much. Um, but the movement, again, was created for the uplifting of fallen humanity, you know. So for those who have fallen, and to me, fallen is, you know, from a state of consciousness of who we, who and what we really are. And then, you know, how did the prophet begin to uplift the Moorish Americans? You know, for those who don't know, the Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites. Um, well, you know, well, they're the descendants of Moroccans, you know, who, who are, are, um, the ancient Moabites. And, um, it's 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 a deep history, it's a rich history, and it's necessary to know in order for us to get an understanding on history, where we was, where we are, and from my portion understanding where we're headed. 
So, you know, um, the, the prophet, I, I feel like he, he taught us how to be ourselves, meaning, you know, like the essence, like, and ourselves is really, um, to me, inform me, like we're really good people. I feel like everybody is is is, are, is good people, and that fall part of that falling humanity is when we, you know, when we choose not to be good people, or when we're trying to figure out, you know, who we are or what we are. Um. So, yeah, indeed, I, I'm in agreement with that, brother, and um. To, to your point, when we deal with that aspect of being ourselves, our true selves, um, in, in line with those two keys that are in the Moorish questionnaire, that ties with chapter one, you know, of the circle seven, the creation and fall of man, because that particular chapter, it, it really lays it down the whole journey of us as humanity, meaning that time never was when man was not. And when I say man, I'm not speaking in terms of, and what I'm speaking of is in terms of us as humanity. You understand spirit has no concept of time. And why this is important is because if you realize that you are a spiritual being having an, a physical experience, then you know, as it says in the Circle 7, man himself is not the body nor the soul. And the fallen state of humanity, there's many aspects of it. I was building with a brother about it a couple of days ago. There's many, and what I explained to him was there are, there is a fall within a fall or multiple levels of fall because there's multiple dimensions of us as, as beings, meaning you have a physical body, a mental body. Um, you have this, you know, the emotional body, spiritual body, etc. So the fall that's mentioned one in one layer is us becoming from spirit man to the human body, the, the fleshly person. And also the other aspect is the, the mental fall of the attachment of the ways of the world. So when we really dealing with elevating ourselves on a spiritual level, um, which is why we, you know, we deal with the metaphysics and things of that nature is really to transcend the earthly, transcend the mundane. Uh, with this teachings of, of more sciences, different aspects, as we know, is called the Moorish Divine National Movement. So there's a national piece that deals with us basically um, instilling pride in ourselves or, or giving us a sense of identity for those who, who really lost their identity in a lot of ways, not just spiritual identity, but also cultural identity. Um, national identity, etc. The history of who they are as a people, what they did on this planet, etc. So that was a, that's a piece that is given first 
or I should say that's the piece that attracts many people to this information, to this knowledge. However, the true aspect of it is, as you mentioned yourself, uh, how many cells are there? Two, name them, higher self and lower self. So truly we're really dealing with on a deeper level, you know, uh, knowledge of our higher self, becoming our higher, becoming our higher self. So I would definitely say that to what you're saying, brother, because it's really um, we can really kind of get really get deep with that. You know what I'm saying? What do you really know yourself? You know what I mean? And when I say really know yourself, not from the aspect of, you know, I came from this background, this family, et cetera. But do you know yourself? Can, can you sit still and, you know, listen to that still sm- small voice within and allow it to guide you and really take you inward as to, you know, your true origin, which is beyond um, space and time. You know what I mean? That's why that, you know, that key phrase is so important. Time never was when man was not. So I just wanted to say that on that note. Um, Islam. Yeah. Islam. Islam. Yeah. So, you know, for, for like people who are interested, cause everybody, I feel like everybody, <clears throat> who comes, you know, I would say comes to earth, they they want to know who they are or they ask themselves that question at some point in their life, like, who am I? You know what I'm saying? So, right. and I, that, that's what I like about those keys and that's what I like about this movement the most is because, <clears throat> you know, like like I said, it teaches them to be themselves, but how do you teach? Where do, where do you believe or what do you think or what do you know that, you know, the prophet, how did he, how did he start to teach people to be themselves like like how would you start that out like you said because you got different parts of you on different planes if that makes any sense so right um like yeah for somebody who's new to the knowledge or coming into the knowledge or the science itself like how would you introduce that to them without giving them too much of you know what i mean like where would they start if they wanted to get to know themselves or you know where yeah. would they start to, uh, you know what I'm saying? How would they start to uplift themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's a great question, brother. And I would say the the level of uh, understanding or overstanding that I got from studying these lessons is that what Noble Drali did was he taught people how to be themselves who they were by teaching them who they were not. And what I mean by that is that if you look in the, the last chapter, 48 chapter of the circle seven, the one thing that was specified and even in 47 chapter is the people who he was speaking to. He said, you are not Negro, black and colored. You know, his teachers are universal. However, he came to a certain group of people who needed it the most. And he said, you are not these things. And then in saying that you are not, explain how and why and explain who you really are from that aspect, from the national side first. So, and then even in the first chapter of the Circle 7, like I just said, it states right in the first paragraph, it says man himself is not the body nor the soul. 
So that's a negation. Is a term that's used in um in the Vedic text known as neti neti, um, which kind of translates as not this, not that. So it's a process of negation that takes place. Um, particularly, there's a type of meditation that you can do where you remove the attachments or the identification with those things that are finite. You know what I mean? What, what, you know, things that may be trivial, like people place identity on a lot of things that, you know, doesn't have any staying power or saving power. Meaning people will say, yo, um, I, I'm a New Yorker. I'm, I'm from the West Coast. I'm a, I'm a blood. I'm a crip. You know, I'm GD. I'm this. Or I'm a Hebrew Israelite. So I'm, I'm Christian. I'm Rastafarian. I'm And this is not to, you know, speak against, you know, what you're engaged in. But when you use that as the identity piece, then you're locked in. You know what I'm saying? Like you're trapped, basically, because you no longer can. You now have to defend the identity. Regardless of what. So anything that comes against you, if I bring if I talk to a Christian, right. And they're solidified in their identity as a Christian, not the identification as following the teachings of Christ, but follow, but being a Christian, everything that comes with being a Christian, reading your Bible, listening to the pastor, going to the church, all those things. Right. Then if I bring to them something outside of that box, that construct, then they'll their natural instinct is to go against it, to speak against it, to rebuke it. You know what I'm saying? Give a rebuttal. As long. Because they are, they're, they're invested in the identity. You guess what I'm saying? Like, we've all been through it. You've been invested into a certain identity. I, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, man, yo, that's not true. Because, and then we'll go and try to rationalize it. But if we can, if we can take a moment to disassociate and kind of disconnect from the identity, you know what I'm saying? And that takes work. That And really meditation is very key in that. Um, I don't think we speak enough of that, but it's so powerful when you can connect with that. Then you can be open. Then I'm not tied to the identity. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even tied, and speaking for myself, I'm not even tied to the identity of being a more per se or a Moorish American. Islam, oh, you on mute. Lamo, can you hear me?
It's Lama. You know. It's Lama. You there? Lama, can you hear me? Yes, sir. You 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 dropped for a second, and then you went on mute. You on mute now? There you go. Okay, I'm off. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was um. Yeah, I did that by accident. But um, what 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 cut off? What what did you um? Where did I stop at? You was basically saying like. <clears throat> you know, basically getting to know self and not attaching yourself to identities and how like you yourself, for instance, don't necessarily t- attach yourself to the identity of being a, a, a more exactly. Right, right, right. I'm not attached to it. I am that, but it's not. In other words, for me, and I'm speaking for myself, it doesn't make me who I am. In other words, in other words, I don't feel like in me being a more in a Moorish American Muslim that I have to be a person to, if I can, if I can put it in, in the right words, um, live and die off of the identity. In other mm-hmm. words, I know who I am because of my, you are today what your um, ancient forefathers are without doubt or contradiction. I know that. However, you you can take it as that, and then this you can take it to an extreme where it's like because you are more right. This is how Moors are, and we you know it's almost like a us versus them type of thing. Where oh I don't want to fool with them, they're not Moors. Then it becomes who's a real Moor, who's not a real Moor. That's what I mean by that. I'm not invested into the identity from that perspective. You know well, what I'm saying? Um. Like I said, that that's what I would say. And so in conclusion, I would say the way you would um, speak to a brother, a sister, you know, anyone who, you know, is inquisitive, anyone from any walk of life about learning more about themselves from a spiritual aspect or otherwise is to basically um, respectfully explain what they are not, you know, saying to the best of your ability and kind of break that down. And and I was saying that that, that could take a, that can take a long time depending on the person. So, yeah. Islam, I, I agree with you. And just from my experience, like, and like you said, this movement is um, originally dedicated to, you know, to Asiatics and, um, and like you said, to um, Noble Draw League came to teach, um, the Moors over here who who wasn't conscious of who they are, that they wasn't Negro, black and colored or Ethiopian. And, you know, people, sometimes people like, like they hear that and they say, Oh, this, this isn't for me. And they, and you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's sad that they feel that way because they, they pass up on, on knowledge itself for themselves. Because like you said, you know, it, it, it gets deeper than what we're speaking about. But, um, to, and and I brought that back up because like like you said I, I've had similar experiences to where I said you know I go and when we get into the science I might hear a couple people having an intelligent conversation and I'll I'll add on with them or they'll see that I'm you know I'm kind of tuned in to what they're saying so they'll, they'll they'll invite me to add on and that's why I was saying like <clears throat> where do you begin to teach them to be themselves I know you said you know you got you got to sit down and kind of go inside yourself but 
to them if they if they attach to that identity then you know it's like you're you're break to them without them even like consciously knowing what they're feeling they feel like you're breaking down their whole entire life structure like you're just telling them like right. hey you're not none of this and i mean it's true because you know what i'm saying there's nowhere in in the in the history uh, 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 in the records of the, uh, the history of the human families where anybody goes by those names and those titles. So when you tell them, Hey, look, this is not what you are. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they, that they feel threatened by that, especially when, when somebody doesn't know exactly what's going on and, and you kind you kind of trying to pull them into something that's unknown to them. So, you know, I understand you saying sit down and go inside yourself, but <clears throat> If a person really wanted to know, like I try, I try to, I try to turn their focus towards nationality, and you know how we say nationality is the order of the day, and yeah. you know I try to, I try to turn their focus towards towards nationality because nationality is is tied into your roots compared to where right. America was, America was created in like 1774, and you know um those those slave names I believe. I wanted. I believe they started in 1774, lasted until 1865 during the period of slavery. So that period ended in 1865, but other people had plans that that wasn't really for the uplifting of fallen humanity. So um, when 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 we hang on to certain titles and things of that nature um, that were only created during a certain time period, that doesn't allow you to trace yourself back any further than 1774 so it's kind of like it's kind of like we're stuck in a sense if if we don't step outside of the box of those identities so you know in the thoughts of Allah cannot be circumscribed so you know um I I get what you're saying but even even to sit down like you know where where would you say that we would begin um going inside the self like what kind of you know questions do we ask ourselves, or would you recommend like, hey, look, um, like how would you bring up nationality to somebody who's like you said stuck in that identity um of being something that they're not? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's a that's a good question. And before I answer that question, I just want to um acknowledge I see um brother Roz Bay on um Islam more. If you want to, you know what I'm saying, you can put it um put a request and I can add you on um to have speaking ability. Um so you can chime in and build whenever you want to. So if you just send a request, I'll just add you on and you can you can uh, be able to speak as well. But um yeah, so the person and this kind of speaks to what I've been attempting to do. Um I know that the the main thing that people are investing in, and this is something I speak to speak about with my wife all the time, is how people are invested in a certain identity. And in this case, um, we're speaking about the black identity, the term black. And people are confusing the word and the term black and its application, um, particularly in law, with their identity from a genetic standpoint. You know what I'm saying? In other words, if you have a conversation with them, 
they're prone to say that, um, oh, you, you, or you not black, you or you not black, you not about your people, or you you trying to be white or something else, where it goes off into a tangent because there's a confusion as to who they really are and what the word, how the word is applied. So what I did in my um in my efforts was I put out a series of um shows on the radio on iHeartRadio initially and now I'm uploading them on YouTube which is called on what is your nationality and the purpose of that is to really start the dialogue of nationality in other words most people don't even know enough about nationality and how it works in order to even even to Speak on it. You know what I'm saying? So if you have a conversation with somebody and you say, yo, you're not Negro, black, white, you're not Hispanic, you're not, you know, these things, you have a nationality. Why you use these terms? They'll immediately jump to, like you said, the attack. Oh, you, you, oh, you, who are you trying to be? You trying to be white? You trying to be this, that, and the third? Because they don't know nationality. They were not educated. That's, you know, like I said, we've, we have, we hear this because you and I, we're, we're more learned in this subject matter. You know, it's not a mystery to us. It's not strange to us. It's not strange talk. But it, it's strange talk to most people because they've never been educated on nationality. So that said, we have to be able to educate people on nationality. And one of the things I do, one of the, one of the main things I do is I address it from the standpoint of law, particularly the first part being um, Federal Directive 15. So I refer people to Federal Directive 15. Federal Directive 15 is basically the law that's on the books that gives the definitions of all the races and how they're broken down, right? That alone is is... A great start, because if you read the definitions, how it is in law, then you get a better comprehension of how it's applied when they use these terms, because what you realize is that what's said in law, the definition in law, like the law, Black's Law Dictionary, those definitions are different than the average common conversational definitions. For example, if if you and I say I understand, you know, it's kind of it's kind of known what that means. That means you you understand, you you comprehend it. But if you say I understand in in a courtroom, if a judge tells you, "Do you understand?" blah blah blah, and you say I understand, by definition of the legal definition, that means it's um your whole you you accept liability of the charge. Do you understand the charges that are being brought against you? If you say I understand in the court of law, you're basically saying I accept the liability. I I accept being liable and being held accountable for these charges. And that's something most people don't know. But they have to be educated on it. So it's an education process 
for us and it's and it's really an ongoing process is what I'm finding out because as you and I have these conversations brother and as we learn more about this the the black and white thing is still going on <laughs> you catch what I'm saying um mm. you know you know that's that conversation still goes on in its various forms and ways so that thing is is like a full throttle train that's not stopping so what you is like basically you're trying to pull people off that train you ain't stopping the train you get what i'm saying they got <laughs> you always do your best hope is try to pull people off of your train as you as you catch them you know what i mean to get them on it's solid long. ground so yeah that's what i would say Islam also um now I get what you're saying so and basically for I guess for those who are listening who don't know you saying like all right so when people say that they're black or they're white or they're Hispanic like for an understanding like those are misnomers which means like those are names that yes were given were given to these people who you know for for the like you and breaking down those law terms like so for the general public they don't they think it means one thing like based off of their uh their hue or their complexion or their skin but in law it really has nothing to do with that and you saying yeah. so because for some people seeing is believing because you you know like i said if you go to somebody who's who has been in their mind for so many years believing that they're a certain person and then you say you know you say you try to introduce them to something new like i said it, it, it to them it's like you're breaking down their whole their whole structure, their whole life, and you telling them like, you know, you basically you've been lied to, and, right. and 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 you're trying to pull them outside of that box or off of that train. So basically, if I have a proper understanding, you saying I can go to Federal Directive Number Fifteen, and that'll give me the correct definition of black, white, Hispanic, Latino, and yes. things of that nature in law, right? Absolutely, okay. you can go there. So, <clears throat> Islam also, I mean, that's just something that came to mind because I understand that, you know, the power of life or death lies within the tongue. So, you know, and the tongue, you know, we, we, we use that to speak, you know, and, you know, we know what the word is. So if we're in words carry power. So, um, I, I think like that'll be a, a good way to help uplift others, you know, um, and teach them to be themselves and show them that they're not who they think that they are you see what i'm saying so um i'm gonna keep that in mind you said federal directive 15 correct correct federal directive 15 which you can um pull up on their website it was uh it's instituted by the um office of management management and budget that's a um government department that instituted that and i believe that was in the 70s when they first instituted that and it still stands today so if you basically, if you, any form that you fill out, particularly federal forms, but like job applications, et cetera, and honest to um, Brother Roz Bay, he just posted the link. Um, if you go to, if you go to, um, I was, I just lost my train of thought, but um yeah, Federal Directive 15 is dealing with that. So when you look that up, 
you find that all those definitions um, are, it breaks it down. Now, here's the key thing. I just want to um, mention this while it's on my mind. Every last one of these definitions, when it ties into the race, um, will give a definition that connects with national origin with the exception of black. When it comes to the definition that's applied to the term black, it doesn't use national origin. Why is that important? Because national origin is um, synonymous with nationality. And nationality determines political status. That's very key. So when you look at the state of things done now, uh, when you see a lot of stuff that's going on in the, in the injustice, et cetera, and people always ask the question about why black people don't get this, why black people don't get that, you have to go back into the law because um, they'll tell you ignorance of the law is no excuse. That's a saying that comes out. And yet most people are very ignorant to the law. You know, law is not taught in schools. You know what I'm saying? This Hello. this stuff that I learned, I didn't find in school. It wasn't taught to me in school. I had to learn it on my own. And we have, and you realize it. That's for a reason. So we have a responsibility, those of us who know this information, to share it because they're not going to teach it if they have it their way. They're not going to teach it in public schools. Definitely not. So. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say that. That's where you can look it up. Um, go on that website. You can go on the website, um, and I think it's – he has the website of um, the cdc.gov website, and it has that. And I think there's another one as well um, connected with the OMB, which is, stands for Office of Management and Budget. Um, but in either case, you can go to those sites – or do a Google search of Federal Directive 15, and you can um, look that up. Also, to add to that, brother, is that um, there was a um, there was a statement put out by the American Anthropological Association, which is the largest um, association of, of anthropologists in the world. Um, anthropology being the study of man. So these are scientists that actually study the history and genetic makeup of man. And they put out a statement back in May of 1997 or 8 of on race. There's a statement on race. And they said uh, without question, under no uncertain terms, that race has nothing to do with science, the race classification, that is. The racial classification that is used in the world today has nothing to do with genetic makeup. It has nothing to do with ethnicity, um, your true lineage. It is social. They they said it straight out. It's a social construct. And you can look that up too. Um, called the AAA Statement on Race. And AAA stands for American Anthropological Association. So there's a lot of things out there, you know. We just have to do our research because, as I mentioned, they're not going to tell. They're not going to tell the public. You know what I mean? They're not. It's lost. <laughs> Indeed. 
Nah, they not they not gonna do that. But um, uh, Allah is leading on, the victory is sure. And and you know, sure. if if for for those who you know um are using their uh, eyes and soul and everything like that, you know, you can you can you can see the to me anyways. You you I can see the undoing of what was implemented in order to you know keep the people mentally enslaved i can i we kind of see that coming undone because those people from that era of time like they're, they're getting up in age and they're moving on out not saying that it that that is you know it's completely dead but at the same time like the generation that's the generation that's coming up and you know some of us that's already here like we you know you know you know and understand like you can feel like certain things are wrong so um you know, I, I I just feel like a lot of that's coming undone. And just um, to add on, um, as far as classification, um, my grandfather he 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 um came from uh, Italy um, to New York uh, whenever they was doing all of that. So and he ended up being with the Knights of Columbus. And from my understanding, the Knights of Columbus they was uh they was classified as colored people, and they was they ended up being oppressed. And the whole reason that they came together was, I guess, to band against the oppression. But they was they was receiving certain treatments, and um because they was classified as uh colors as well. Benjamin Franklin has a um he has a letter where he states that you know certain uh certain sections of Europe like the Italians, the Greeks, um the Spanish, um the Germans, like these people he called them swarthy and if you look up the definition of swarthy that mean uh it means black, you know, and black according to science means deaf. So um I I understand, you know, the classification. I just wanted to add on to that for I guess anybody listening who doesn't um know and understand that. So I agree with you. Um, and just to add on further, I'm not going to uh, tarry on too long, but um, you know, so that gives me a better understanding of why nationality is the order of the day, and the way that I was taught about nationality was, um, or somebody made me see it. They say, you know, this person says they're black, this person says they're white, and then this person says that, say for example, they're Mexican, right? Um, all of these people have a flag. You, I mean, well, well, one of them has a flag black and white has no flag that that one flag you know the mexican has a flag the black person doesn't have a flag the white person doesn't have a flag but this flag trace you you know it, it allows you to trace yourself back to your roots and some people will say you know ancestry.com this is just this is this is not this is coming from me um ancestry.com some people will say hey uh like it's not true it's not real um it always changes up um, but from my experience, um, it is very real because I already knew some of what my nationality was, um, or some of my bloodline. And when I went to go do the test, it actually came back that, you know, that some of what I was told was, was present. Um, but I will say this when I went, when, when I, when I, when I did my DNA and stuff like that, um, and I got, and I got my results back, like, you know, no, no, but at least I'm gonna give you something to shout about. And when I got that back, like I just I had this feeling come over me, like I was excited. 
Like, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I, like, I jumped off the porch. Like, y'all was happy. A brother of mine was there, and I, you know, I was like, hey, man, my results are in, my results are in. But, um, and some would say, like, you know, it, it, go, it can go even further than that because we know and understand that the Moorish flag is the mother of all flags, and we know and understand that the more the uh, the Moors are the mothers and fathers of civilization, and you know, those statements alone, um can be broken down and, and gone gone into really, really deep. But I just wanted to share, you know, um, you know, the feeling of knowing your roots and who you are and and knowing the truth about yourself and just how how it's it's an amazing and, and it's a great feeling and it gives you a sense of direction. It gives you a sense of pride. It gives you something that you know, something you don't mind uh grasping on to. But again, like you said, we don't want to get stuck completely we don't want to get we don't want to stick ourselves in a box and not being open to other people as well and what comes to mind when i think about that is in the um bible when i can't remember who exactly said it but it said to the greek i became a greek to the jew i became a jew and you know to me that's kind of saying like you know hey look i'm like i am who i am but i'm still i'm a human we all human you know what i'm saying like and it's about love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Basically, saying like I can come with these, I can come to these people and and sup with them and show them respect and right. things of that nature. So, um, yeah, I just, um, yeah, with that, I just wanted to share that, and uh, I yield the floor, Mo. Islam, Islam, yeah, brother. Um, yeah, it's important. Um, one of the things that I would say, and and I think you would agree is that when you learn about who you are, particularly a group of people who never really been told who they who they are and what your heritage is, you know what I'm saying? And when we deal with heritage, we're dealing with um, birth. Um, give me one moment. Oh, man. Brother Roz, Brother Roz Bay, if... Um, let me see here. If you can, you may need to um, send a request again because I just missed out. So, um, if you want to, if you want to speak, I saw it and then it and then it left. So you can send it one more time and I and I'll click you on. Um, but yeah, what it does basically is. It lets you know, it gives you a history where you can now learn what your ancestors did. Know the the sciences that your ancestors had. Know the um, the culture. You know what I'm saying? The mindset of your ancestors. That that's why that that statement in the Circle Seven is so important. You are today what your ancient forefathers were, without doubt or contradiction. So if you realize and that also ties back to that key. How did the prophet begin to uplift the Moorish Americans by teaching them to be themselves? And um, give me one more. Okay, Let's see if I can hit this up. Get you win, brother. And um, that's very important. So, anytime.
looks like I've got. My apologies if if y'all can still hear me. It looks like a, um something came through, but I know Roz Bay is trying to get on it every time he tried to. Can you hear me, brother Leos? Can you hear me? It's Lamo, yes sir. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Roz Bay, for some reason, every time you send it off, man, it my screen blacks out and then I can't pick it up. Um, so I want to get you on. I definitely want to get you on, but I will. I will do my best. Uh, I just want to give this real quick, and then let me see. Hold on, hold on. So we'll try to get him on. I don't know why it does that. Hopefully. Let's see something here. I'm gonna see something real quick. See if I can get them on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Boom. You should be in. Okay. This one more. It looks like you're muted. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Glad to have you on, brother. It's playing I'm going all well. I hope everybody's doing well on the recorded line. Uh, honor to see you as a moderator of this of this uh, forum. But I was going to go ahead and let you finish your thought pattern because I know you've been trying to get it. I know I kind of was interrupting it to try to catch you. So finish your thought pattern, and whenever you're ready, just call me for it. Indeed. All is well, Ma. Indeed. Yeah, I just I just wanted to say, you know, just for the record, that um, when you learn about yourself, you know, what I mean, in, in the context of of actually um, knowing who you are, you know, the ways of your ancestors and that opens up the door to connecting to you spirit spiritually, because there's a there's a spiritual link. If you have it. a lot of the. Um, Particularly like in Sufi traditions, they speak about a, what's called a sisala, which ties back, you know, they'll use it in different ways. But the essence of it is that what within your genetic makeup, right, there's a spiritual component, you know, what I'm saying that ties in. In other words, the qualities of your father and your mother are in you and your grandparents, et cetera, et cetera. So you are the culmination of all that genetically and spiritually you will manifest different aspects of that. So you have to know who you are in that sense. You have to know your ancestry. You have to know, you know, what were the ways of your ancestors and why you do these particular things that just seem, maybe seem odd. You catch what I'm saying? Because when we study the history of a lot of things that we do as a people, you'll find that it becomes an aspect of a tradition that came from, you know, many, many years ago. So that that's how the national part or aspect, I will say, because people say there's no national side and divine side. But the national aspect opens up to the divine aspect. So when you know who you are, not only do you have, like you said, um, Brother Leos, you have pride in yourself, you know what I'm saying? 
you know, and it's good to have pride in who you are as a people, especially living in this society where we constantly been taught that we're less than who we are, you know, that we're nothing or even less than nothing. We're not respected as a whole. Not only does it give you that, but also you open up the door to learning the ways of spirituality of your people that, you know, are indigenous to you. And you can explore those aspects and see which one of those you can apply now because you may not be able to apply it all because we're in a new day and time, a new era in time now. But the essence and particularly the principles, that's why I love about more science, because it speaks about the principles of your mothers and fathers. <laughs> you catch what I'm saying? And the principles are universal and they're everlasting. Love, truth, peace, freedom and justice are universal principles and they are applicable forever. There's no time limit on that. So I just want to speak to that and I will yield the floor um, to Sheikh Brother Roz Bay. Yeah, peace. Peace, peace, Morris. Uh, everybody can hear me? Yes. It's long. Praise okay. a lot long. Yeah, you know, I'm just coming on a conference um, and I'm, I'm listening and I'm and I'm taking notes as well, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, I got on to that uh, Director 15 around 2008. And um, what I've noticed with Director 15 is that it's been um, orchestrated in a way that, like you said earlier, hasn't been known to the public. But the public officials already know this, this uh, for lack of a better word, I, I want to call it directive, but I can call it other things. I can call it an order. I can call it an edict. Because this demonstration was really um, um, precedented definitely in the times of COVID. Because that's why the CDC had a certain mandate on how to, um, and they had to adopt that um, that mandate or that directive to the fact of how to classify people who have attracted the virus. So this was really pushed, um, I'll say, uh, to the to the nines when COVID was hitting, because a lot of people were, you know, getting tested. Um, some other things that were, you know, being, you know, being, um, we'll say exposed at that time was the understanding of, um, reparations as well. And then we kind of fell off on reparations to the fact where now we was focused on the, on the COVID virus. Now, you know, I'm just speaking on that because it's a timeline and everything. I got onto this science in 2008, which was well before COVID well before uh, some of the other uh, organizations, and again, not to speak radical, some of the other organizations, I believe DDAOA was one of those ones that we was hearing about that was starting to starting to fine tune the rush that we still got to pick up. But um, yeah, when you look at the Directive 15, it's been successful uh, in classifications every year. I would say this every year uh, for my particular position, um, which I, I in turn work for the state of Delaware, right? And the state of North Carolina. Anytime that I had to go recertify for a license, it was uh, brought to the attention of people who were getting fingerprinted or 
uh, or receiving a certain type of classification, the classifications of how to classify. Now, I mean, I know I'm saying a lot, but it, it's it's very heavy. You know what I'm saying? At this time, the SBI, which is the state equivalent of the Federal uh, Bureau of Investigations or Identification, right? The State Bureau of Identification is the source of, uh, let's just say the the it's the it's the what's the word I'm looking for? It's the I say source, but it's the it's the hub of information right now, Slam. So. That information is being uh, taken into data on people's nationality, and we may not know it, but we need to be aware of it today. Because even when you fill out basic information, like we might fill out a job application or a housing application or something of that matter, when it asks for race, those things are being documented into a database somewhere, somehow. And it's through the volunteer information that we kind of disclassify ourselves most of the time because I might be looking for assistance or something like that. And this, and this is something that's happened quite frequently in my, in my understanding. A person might be looking for assistance. They'll put on a piece of paper that they're black. Well, we spoke about it earlier. It's not making intelligence or it's not making a, a, a it doesn't make any sense. It's not bringing an intellectual point because Black is no nation. Black is no country. Black is no uh, has no seat in the UN. So when we look at those type of uh, views in that sense, we start to realize that well, this we're gonna we're gonna always fall short, fall on our face with the word black, with the word color, with the word Negro, right? And and as time has went by, um, we've seen that those names have kind of died out. You know, the one that kind of sticking around is black. And that kind of came around in the 70s and 60s. Right. You know, James Brown came out with a nice song. Everybody's still singing sometimes today. Right. Say it loud. Now, the demonstration is very clear that there is no nation. Right. That has to respect black, because if there was a nation there would be United States. And how, how am I saying that? Because the United States already put it into their laws that black is a misnomer black is a sin it's a crime right going echoing off of what the prophet told us that you know the great sin is is clinging to the names that delude to slavery so if you're going to put yourself in a position to to ready yourself to be uh whipped abused uh uh made fun of any type of mistreatments as the prophet told us you're kind of doing it to yourself, and we do that every day. Now, I heard somebody say something about um, association. Associations are very important. I heard Brother Leo's Bay, honest to the brother, because he brought out some demonstration. I was thinking about that movie, uh, The Godfather, right? When you look at the movie The Godfather, when it came to Ellis Island, right, you start seeing, if you pay attention, in that particular movie, when The Godfather came when he was a child, you start seeing some people with fezzes on, all right? Now, you pay attention to that degree because even in that moment, he took on a nationality, right? He said he was Italian. They gave him a name and they and they and they introduction and they gave him an introduction to his new life. Right. So his new life, he was supposed to, I forget the name that they gave him, but they gave him a name. Islam. They, they gave him a, 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 a identity. Right. Based on the fact that he came with nationality. 
Now, in that key, it's showing you that other people who came also to Ellis Island when they were uh, recording people, and it's a lot of different ways to record uh, a, a mass populace of people. Like, you know, you have the, the, and this is, again, I was getting on to it around 2008. These are some of the outcries that we heard, and the kind, we kind of let it, we kind of let it go, right? Before then, it was the uh, census, right? The census Bureau, right? <laughs> Um, so these are these are some things that periodically are in effect, right? And we may not know the power of proclaiming a nationality, right? In those particular documents, in those particular um, uh, uh, episodes of life, we have to really pay attention because we will be quick to disqualify ourselves from certain things that we are do as human beings, Slam. So. You know, I'm, I'm saying a lot, but I, I just want to make the point that that the the CDC is which the link that I shared in the uh, the discussion uh, really took that and ran with that slam because they they knew that was going to be a, a large number of people getting tested, testing positive, and they had to classify them. It still went to that director slam. They was not misclassifying. Now, even in my own dealings, I've been. I've been in some arguments, right, with the persons at the front desk because what will happen also, and I and I and I urge the more is because once you get this information, you really gotta guard the information, right? You gotta sometimes teach a lot of people. <laughs> so even in my everyday um, uh, dealings in life, right, I'm very careful to write my correct race, right. I'm very careful on documents and, and they'd be simple documents, slam, simple documents that we might not think mean anything, but we look at the source of where those documents are coming from and where they're going to, it makes a lot of sense. These are government documents. This is this is a classification. Classification has something to do with the government, slam, and which you live. So um, if we pay attention to some of the things as the timeline went on, it's a video um, online about a brother who came from Egypt and this brother. And as far as I'm concerned, I, uh, last time I checked, I think the brother is still in Supreme court at this moment, uh, trying to get a ruling on this, but the brother was a very dark olive hue is an Egyptian. And, uh, he was classified as white upon coming here. Now, if you look like the brother said, I'm not going to give it away. Uh, if you look at the link, that was provided, you'll see the clear definition of white. There's no cut, no chaser, right? It's very, it's very direct in what they're saying, the, the persons who can apply to be white and come into the country or in everyday, everyday dealings. This young individual who was an Egyptian was classified as white and he was a very dark Nubian brother and he fought strenuously uh, to be in social gatherings and 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 uh and uh, even at his employment um to be classified as black slam now, now follow me on this the brother is a professor at a university coming from another country and wants to be called black now wouldn't you know that same university told him some colleagues he'll say it in the video that some colleagues told him in private that look that you're not one of them they told him things like you know, you're going to jeopardize your your career. Now, some of the things that outlast from his stronghold of being called black was he lost his job at that prestigious university. Uh, he he uh, 
was uh, brought down to another job with a lower uh, bracket of uh, pay. Um, situation of his housing change. It, it was just a trickle down effect of him wanting to be black. But we see a person who has a nationality. He was Egyptian. But the country that which he came and which he wanted to seek a better life in his new endeavors viewed him as a white person. Now, we have different definitions, free white persons. These are all things to look at. But there's one definition in particular that they use, which was off of the CDC or the OMB, like the brother was speaking about before. This is a demonstration that we see that nationality is a order. <laughs> he was ordered, Islam. He was ordered. It was an order put forth for him to for him to proclaim his nationality as a white person, Islam. Now this is this is kind of like it's kind of heavy, but it's not it's not too heavy that we can't comprehend, Islam. Because the, what am I saying? I'm saying that in this country where we are, we work about stat statuses and classes. Slam, the, the reality of what we know already as conscious people are black codes. The black codes is a status, uh, a status demonstration. It's a legal demonstration. So we see in the black codes, there's nothing good in that. There's nothing good in black codes. We talk about, um, you know, a man being of a father, a man being of a mother, the half of that, he black, and then the other half, he about 10%. These are things that were, that were, uh, that are ancient ancient, ancient precedents and ancient, ancient uh, statutes, ancient, ancient titles that are on the books today, that they're not changing. Listen, they are not changing this. They are not going to respect black and they have no right to respect black. Neither are uh, the citizens thereof of that country. So when we see things like the murders that's happening of, of um, some of our um, our youth or some of our people, right? In general, uh, not it, not just youth. I'm just speaking about the recent thing that happened with the youth, right? It's a certain, if you're paying attention, it's a certain, it's a certain language they're speaking to you, right? They're speaking this language to you. They say, oh, well, just like um, in this demonstration where you, they, they have what is called black holes. So when you have a police officer and he's on the, on the radio, he said, black male, white shirt it's a it's a color cast system that they're operating off of slam i'm, I'm not going to take all the time but i just want to make sure that people because i know the brother asked if somebody didn't understand we play that old-fashioned game with them right and it's a it's a it's a brain teaser right so you just throw out some countries and see what their response is you know this is an ancient this is an ancient game as well <laughs> Moors have been using this tactic for a long time. When you're talking to someone who really can't fathom why it's not cool to use black, you just throw out those countries. Italy, and see what their response is. You know, Mexico, see what their response is. Right? Uh, Africa, see what their response is. Right? Asia, see what their response is. And you and you can kind of see where a person is along the road. Islam in the words of the prophet. The prophet said, I know where everyone is along the road. Islam. But the main objective of our organization is to raise your thoughts, to raise your idea of what the, the, the demonstration is to be what? A better citizen. And you wouldn't be a citizen if you were classified as black, Negro, or color. Because you would never be a citizen. In this country, there's nothing ever uh, 
and and I and I see a lot of people fighting for that. I I think it's a dull cause personally, and it's just my own personal opinion. It's a dull cause. We would never see any liberation in the name of black. We would never see any liberation in the name of Negro. We would never see any liberation in the name of color, right? Now we will see liberation with nationhood. We will see that because what we know is the demonstration of uh, Malcolm X. When Malcolm X finally went and and got himself together, he went to the UN, he wanted to put uh, crimes against the United States. And the one question they asked him was, what nation are you coming after? <laughs> what, what nation are you are you are you following with? And and uh, he did get some he did get some progress trying to work with other brothers when he did his hodge and whatnot. But he was kind of at a standstill there because he he said, I'm black. Out of all the knowledge that I honor the ancestor, but still at that very point when the when the nation gave him an opportunity to bring charges up to the world court about the mistreatment of the so-called Negro, black and color. He kind of voided himself out by saying that he himself was black. So I'm not going to take all day. I will say one more thing. I know it was funny. Brother said about the flags, right? You know, black has a flag. Black has a flag. They do have a flag. If you, if you had roaches, (laughs) you had roaches in one time in life and you got this, you went to the dollar tree or the family dollar and you seen that can say black flag. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we know what happened when you spread it. When you spread it, so it's like according to science, black means death. Even in those science that they're giving you at the Dollar Tree, they're telling you that that flag means death because you're only getting that black flag uh, spray to kill something. It's lamb, and with that, I'm gonna yield the floor and let it go back to the moderator. Peace. Here's lamb. Peace. Peace. More you demonstrate. I love it. Love it. Yes. So, yeah. So, um, what you're saying is what you have said is so important. Um, and I want to kind of, um, just add on to that basically because we, we're, we're on the subject of the federal directive 15, uh, for any, anyone who's listening, that really is a very important document. I mean, I can't stress it enough. Because if you look at this that document and study it, you can apply it practically for everything you see going on today. And giving the um, I want to give this example because I was actually um, contemplating putting up a video where I speak about this particular thing. Um, as we all know, you know. There was the recent mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. You know, definitely um, condolences and prayers to the families of those victims. And one of the things, one of the conversations that has been going on um, that I noticed on social media was the aspect of a anti-black crime bill, right? So the the statement or the um the conversation is that you know now we should have there should be a anti-black crime bill passed because you've had more than one and this is the latest clearly um an act where a person of european descent specifically target 
on people who would be classified as black and killed them, right? Clear case, right? And what's interestingly interesting about it is that as it follows along, you know, they notice that the president, President Biden, wasn't having that conversation. They were, in matter of fact, pretty much none of the politicians were having that conversation as to we should have an anti-black crime bill now passed. And and the fact of it is, as we just spoke about it, as to why it's not going to happen. What has happened is interestingly enough, we already know that there's an uh, anti-Asian hate bill, right? And also, a lot of the um, conversation now recently has been about, has been redirected to anti-Semitism of the individual who did the shooting. So now, even though the people who were killed at that at that shopping um, that grocery store were people who would be identified as black. Now they're talking about anti-Semitism because of the manifesto. And they're talking about, you know, it is it, it, they're not talking about anti-black hate crime bill. And a person would argue, well, y'all had an anti-Asian hate crime bill just passed. Why don't you have it black? Again, the key to understanding that is in the Federal Directive 15, because when you look up the definition of Asian in the Federal Directive 15, it will say a person having origins of any of the original peoples of the Far East, Southeast Asia, the Indian continent or the Pacific Islands. And when you're talking about origins of the original peoples, you're talking about national origin. And then it gives, actually gives examples. China, India, Japan, Korea, Philippine Islands, and Samoa. Because race, that Asian is a race classification that deals with national origin. It's connected, is rooted in nationality. As we just said, as the brother just uh, eloquently spoke about the term white. White is the same thing, even though Subconsciously, we always identify with um, white as being the opposite of black. And in law, it is. In law, it is. And in psychology, European psychology, it is. And that's the whole thing about um, that statement uh, in that writing, What Shall We Call Them, where it speaks about the names given to the 22 million um, people of all races of color you know, was an act of European psychology. They gave a name, they gave you a name and made it inferior to theirs. You catch what I'm saying? So black has, again, that definition, you will not find the term original peoples, national origins, and it will not specify any nation whatsoever. (laughs) Absolutely not. It doesn't. It doesn't. So that term can never have again. And I want to just reiterate this just to add on. Nationality determines political status. When you have people under a classification of Asian, 
that's rooted. All those people, they know, like we talked about the flag, they have their flag, you know, that connects them to a nation, right, which connects them to a government. And you have others, you know, all these people who have that. And then you have this one group of people, this one classification that has none of that, right? Nationality determines political status. So if you don't have the nationality, you don't have the political status. Thus, you don't have political power. That's it's just that simple. And that will forever keep you in the civil rights conversation as opposed to the human rights conversation. Um, Malcolm X birthday just passed. And I posted something about Malcolm X, what he said about taking the conversation from civil rights to human rights. Because there, there are um, there are things in place on an international level to deal with human rights. And he said to take it out of the jurisdiction of the United States. And he said you um, there are cases where countries in Africa have been able to do this because they have nationality. So it it gets deep. It gets really deep if you really knew how deep the rabbit hole goes with the concentrated effort of keeping our people locked in, keeping a group of people locked in a, um, what should I say, in a stateless state. Well, while it is not an anti-black racism, this, et cetera, et cetera, again, that Federal Directive 15, if people really comprehended that, that one directive, which was adopted back in 1977, you, you would, um, you would have a very better, a better understanding of it, clear, clear conception of it. So I just wanted to say that in, um, and before we conclude, if unless anyone has any questions, I wanted to open up the floor to Brother Leos and see if he wanted to uh, had anything to add on. Islam. Islamo. Um, yeah, I just want to add on. I'm, I'm gonna be uh, quick. Uh, quick about it. Um, yeah. So. Just to um bring it back, you know, how we started out, um you know, like you say you started out playing a a portion of a song I I made, correct? And um speaking yeah. in you know going back to nationality and elevating and things of that nature. Um I have but before I learned about um more science I was always going through this, uh, through this struggle in life, and I, I knew I was somebody and I knew I was something, but I didn't exactly understand it. And when I came to war of science, um, every, everything I ever wanted to know was answered. And you know how the, how we how we cling to names that allude to slavery, like people don't understand 
like how powerful that is until they come out of it um, or until they get tired of it. So like I got older music as well. Like um, before I came into more science, if you go listen to that music, you can you can hear, you know, what I'm saying me clinging to those same titles. And and it's out of ignorance because, you know, in, in the era of time we in now, we, we like, uh, you know, some people in some areas that they don't they made it cool. You see what I'm saying? That they made it cool to be this, and they made it cool to be that, and they try to put positive spins on it. But no, no matter how you try to change it, it originally is what it was, and it's always going to be that. And um, right, yeah. And I just wanted to say, like you know, for those who don't know, or for those who are just who, who are just learning about themselves, and things of that nature, you know, shapes, shapes, and and numbers and things of that nature, those are universal. So and, and and Jesus, we we teach that Jesus taught in India, Africa, and Europe. So he he taught everybody, you know, because truth truth is but one, and all the life is bound by cords. So you know, regardless of who and what the next man is or claims to be, for those who are known conscious, like we we owe we owe every everything that has breath in it. We owe we we owe it, you know love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. We owe them that. You see what I'm saying? We owe whoever and whatever it is that has that holy breath in it. We, we, you know, basically, again, saying that all of life is bound by cords. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there because sometimes that might help people understand better. Like, you know, if all of life is bound by cords, then we all connected. So um, in, uh, in our nationality, allows us like you said it it allows us to unlock you know the dna and go deep into ourselves and uh, understand why we do certain things that we do and understand the history that we come from and if we and if we don't know and if we don't know the history then it always repeats itself for those who don't learn from it and for those who are seeking peace and um you know and peace and things of that nature like that this is this is the best way to come to it and from my portion of understanding the whole world is seeking this and it can only be done through love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. So, um, no, I just, I mean, I, I think it's been a beautiful build. I appreciate everybody's time and I appreciate you for having me on the show. Mo Islam. 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 My pleasure, brother. Um, likewise, I, I, this has been a great build with you. Um, my chic brother, Roz Bay. And I thank everybody for being on the line. Um, I would say this, that um, this is our first attempt at this on Spotify Live, and I think it went really well. Uh, we're going to keep this on. We're going to um, keep this on to the, you know, inshallah, continually on a weekly basis or biweekly basis. So this is real powerful, more Like, this is, we're in a, we're in a technology age where we can now, you know, reach people and have these conversations on a, on a grander scale. So, you know, never um, take this for granted, you know what I'm saying? And we should definitely continue where it's, it's a regular conversation. It's not just a Friday and Sunday conversation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we have our, we have our meetings. Those of us who are members in the Moore Science Temple of America, we have our meetings and we should, you know, definitely we're told to attend our meetings, but, you know, bills like this is really important because we get to um, tap in 
and really reach out to the people, you know, on another level. So I think that's really important. Um, for those of you if uh, who who got on the line, you know, been checking us out and, and listening, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, myself, Brother Roz Bay, Brother Laos Bay, uh, I myself, you can reach out um, on Facebook, Instagram, um, also my website, shemel.com, S-H-E-M hyphen E-L dot com. Um, reach out to me any of those ways. And um, my brother Leo's Bay, he's on Instagram. Um, so sure as Roz Bay is as well. I mean, well, yeah, both on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, my brother Leo's Bay got that that fire on the music side. So I'm going to keep putting that out there. That's important, too, putting out the music as well. You know, we need that in our movement. So without further ado, everybody, you know, I appreciate you coming on and um, for this bill and hope to do it again with you all. So until next time, peace and love. Peace, peace and love, man.